Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Shopify presents cool sheets from aha to lying awake while you bake isn't cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Before we get this episode started, I want to give a huge thank you to our sponsor, Anchor by Spotify. If you haven't already heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And you know the best part of it is, Griff? I do, Will. Anchor is totally free. So make sure you head to the App Store or Google Play, download the Anchor app, or go to anchor.fm to get your podcast started. So does can anyone click the record? Oh, cool. <laughs> Awesome. With the third pick in the 2017 NBA draft, the Boston Celtics select Jason Tatum from Duke University. Starting off with Celtics talk, they came off a very impressive win last night, 48 points over the 76ers, which personally I wasn't really expecting that. I mean, the Celtics in the past have had trouble stopping Embiid, obviously. And I feel like last night, Al Hofer did a perfect job clamping him. Embiid literally had 17 points. He's averaging close to 30. And out of those 17 points, 11 of them came from the line in the first quarter. So he only made three shots. I think Celtics had a perfect game plan against him. Yeah, I was excited to see the matchup between Horford, and I wanted to see how Rob Will did against him, but he didn't end up playing. Al Horford came in, obviously the vet, and he did his thing. I think it was funny. I feel like Al Horford, every time he plays against the 76ers, even before he was on the 76ers, just like bugs out. But like, I feel like this game meant a little bit more to him, and it showed. Was it 17 points Embiid had, or was it 19? I thought he got a... I think he had... He might have had a kind of a garbage time bucket. But yeah, I think I, think I checked the box score and it says 
All right, so right now I'm looking at the box score. Oh, no, he did have 19. Okay. He had 19 I just wanted to double check on that. And he went 13 of 16 from the line. He only made three shots. Yeah, I mean, so. like, Embiid's going to get to the foul line, obviously. Like, so you, I like I like what the uh, Celtics did on defense against him. Obviously, it caused a lot of fouls. Um, but just throwing doubles, throwing guards at him when there's already a big on him because – you don't need two guys with height, and that opens up the paint a lot more when you have two of your big men on them. So bringing the closest guard that was closest to the wing on Embiid and shifting over, I love what Ime has done throughout this run um, with our defense. And it shows, like, every night we're switching up uh, our coverage and the way that we're playing defense. We're not just running the same stock defense, like, say, a man-to-man like everybody else in the NBA. We're switching things up, kind of like what Brad did for – I feel like Brad did it for a couple of years and then kind of like slowed down once the egos in the room, or as he said, was there. But like he made just switching it up, throwing different looks at Joel Embiid, throwing different looks at the different superstars has been very effective throughout this run. And we're going for 10 tonight on the night of this recording. I mean, against the worst team in the league. So I'm expecting 10 wins in a row. And I don't I don't plan on stopping anytime soon because we are we're going off. It's awesome. I was going to say, I like, like how you said, I said, I like um, how we actually have a game plan now. Like, yes. I feel like, like even when Brad had his like own game plan and we would run different kinds of defenses and have a different kind of style of offense. I felt like that was more of a playoff thing than like a regular season thing, which I think like also kind of screwed us over in the long run with like one seating. And then two, like once we develop a game plan in the playoffs, we can't like, keep changing it up because like we can throw something against a team that we might see in the playoffs now and then that's what they'll expect us to do and then like the first two games we could really make that jump against that team exactly and i think it's kind of interesting we talked i mean griff you said it before you don't really we don't want obviously the run to stop for the celtics and if they can keep i kind of wrote about this in the article but if they can keep up the same defensive pressure and the same consistency on offense there's no reason why they should lose a game the rest of this month. I mean, look like kind of jumping the gun a little bit. We have the Pistons tonight, the night of this recording, Wednesday night, yep. who very subpar team. We have Brooklyn in Brooklyn, so that means no Kyrie. They're kind of a new form team. They still have Seth Curry, who could randomly go off, and they have certain guys who are, might match up poorly with the Celtics, which it's going to be noted. But then other than that, like we have the Pistons and the Pacers again. So – the Celtics are kind of looking to be the fifth NBA team to go undefeated in a month, which is unreal. And I think it's in the realm of possibility. Right. And I feel like um, Marcus Smart being day-to-day could – I mean, I, I feel like it's a good thing that it happened, like, right now. Obviously, it's not a good thing that it happened in general. But we have one more game after getting past the um, Sixers. We have one more game against the Pistons, and then we got a little break. So – Rob Will, who I saw, I think it was a calf issue. Um, And then Marcus Smart as well, who got injured during this game. Um, Hopefully they'll be back. I'm guessing they'll be back after um, All-Star break, which will be big to just keep carrying on with the same team. It's been a while since we've seen a clean um, injury list, which we didn't see last night, but we saw the night before, which was Mm -hmm. awesome. I feel like we haven't seen that since – the beginning of the season maybe not even then like i feel like we've never been healthy never so, so this is this is and, big um i was just i don't know the stat of the celtics record with a fully healthy lineup but 
all I know is the Celtics are 11 and one when, since Marcus Smart's return from that COVID hamstring injury, which is huge. And me, I'm going to put my, I don't want to kind of backtrack with what I said, but I could probably be on the record saying I want the Celtics to trade Marcus Smart. And I want to take back that comment just because he's like the heart and soul of the team. He leads them defensively yeah. and kind of transitioning. He plays perfectly with Derek White. Like that defensive backcourt is unreal. It's awesome. Like it's awesome. I, I he what did Derek White have? He had a plus minus of like forty one, right? Which, yeah, it was the that's that's know, absurd. It was the seventh highest in the NBA this season so far. I think Rob will when we played um, who did we play? We played like some terrible the, team, and Rob Kings. will had like a, yeah, we played the Kings. He had like a plus minus of fifty. But Derek White having a plus minus of 41, he's been on the team for not even a full week. And he, he's clicking so well with the C's. And he's coming off the bench right now, but I'm expecting soon he's going to get those starting minutes. Um, rotating in and out with uh, Marcus Smart. I just love the way that Derek White shoots. I love that he can be a presence on offense and on defense without scoring points. Like he's, he's a very good player. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, I like the way he fits. Honestly, it feels like he fits, like, perfectly with our team and, like, literally our exact style. I feel like that's yeah. something that we were missing when we had Schroeder. And, and kind of bouncing off of what everyone's been saying, I feel like Daniel Tice returning last night, that, that's such an awesome pickup that we, we, we as Celtics fans and kind of as, like, NBA fans in general forgot how much her, how good of a fit that actually is when Daniel Tice can come off the bench. He's a guy who can spread the floor. He had multiple blocks. He grabs rebounds, like a veteran presence off the bench, especially at that big position. And someone who's athletic for a big compared to guys we had like Ennis Freedom, like he way out of date, like his play style, I think. I think Tice spreading the floor, helping out guards like Peyton Pritchard off the bench, who also is playing amazing in this run. I, I really like the direction the Celtics are going to. And the rest of the East should really take note. Yeah, it's been so. So we're not in the play-in anymore. We're we're officially, if the season ended today, we are a playoff basketball team. So that's kind of a big deal. We're nine games over five hundred, which is something we haven't seen in a while either. That it's it's just good to see that we're seeing things that we have not seen in a while. Like like we're mm-hmm. we're putting things together. It's it's awesome. It honestly, it's something that like I know I like we've all gone on like a limb on how like we just don't see any change happening with like what we have unless the right things happen but like the right things never happen like if we're gonna be honest and like now i feel like we're heading in that direction which is awesome like the amount of threes we made last night if you told me last month that or maybe like a month and a half ago that the celtics were gonna make 25 three-pointers in a game i'd be like we'd be lucky if we got like 15. Like, on a good night, because we just couldn't hit a three to save our life. Like, where did this come from? Yeah, remember, I think it was mid-January or late December when they faced the Clippers that night, and they they went, like, three of 30 or something from three. And everyone's like, what is – like, I think – I don't want to say that's the turning point of the season, but that was the all-time low for this season. Like, yes, to have almost a franchise low in three-pointers – especially in this day and age is definitely something that they should be embarrassed of. And I really think that this team has rallied around guys like Jason Tatum, guys like Jalen Brown, who bring the energy Marcus smart coming back. Obviously I could say this over and over again, like Rob Williams being the highest rated offensive and defensive player in the league, just based off of efficiency, efficiency. Like 
these are all things that are just not hopefully that don't change for the rest of the year and that they can just catapult them up in the last 23 games that they have. Yeah. Um, I wanted to add, I've been on record multiple times for saying that I love Jason Tatum, but sometimes he lacks some things that the best player on a team needs. Kind of like, I mean, I would say a little bit of leadership qualities and just kind of having to be that guy that when you're up, he's continuing to succeed. But when you're down, he's not getting down and he's he's not giving up. And I feel like since the start of this run and obviously the JB tweet kicked it off, but we know what Jalen Brown's going to bring to the table. I feel like the chemistry like kind of clicked once again in that locker room and Jason Tatum has um, allowed that situation to make him a better player, a better leader and, and an all-star, like all pro player. Like he is legit now. Like he's not young anymore. It's time. Well, he's still young, obviously, but he's not that young rising star anymore. Like it's time to take that role of being the number one player on this team and being a championship qualifying team under this player. I feel like he's done a great job with all these different things, kind of maturing in the, in the game of basketball in the NBA. I feel like we were waiting for that. And I feel like it's finally happening. Yeah, no, I know. I definitely agree with everything that you're saying. And one thing that I do, I don't want to say not like, however, I wish that the all-star break and there was, I wish the Celtics would just keep playing. You know, they're so hot. Right yeah. now. I don't want a little yeah. break in this run. It's kind and of it screws everything up. Yeah, I hope it. I mean, obviously, I hope it doesn't. I don't think it will, just because of how well they've schemed and how well they're actually playing and communicating. Like, just a microcosm of that is Sunday, Sunday afternoon against the Hawks. That first quarter was atrocious. They were turning the ball over. They couldn't make a shot to save their life. But then yep. they fixed that. It's just adjustments. And if this team can keep making these adjustments, I don't think the All Star break's going to derail them. Yep. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also wanted to say, um, I really wanted to see Rob Will play against the Sixers. I feel like he's done good against um, solid bigs. I want to keep putting Rob Will up against these all-star caliber players, if not all-star, like above average players. And I want to see what Rob Will can do. Because I feel like he's also taking those net steps to being a starting center and being a very good, like double-double averaging center. And he's almost there. I think he's at like nine and a half rebounds per game. And he's he's above double digits average uh, scoring, but I feel like a lot of the games that he's succeeded in have gone against um, smaller lineups or like different lineups where their center isn't their second or third option. And I feel like he's had some decent games. Like when he went up against Jokic, Jokic, I mean, did his thing obviously, but with those players, it's about stopping them as much as you can. Cause you know, they're going to go out and they're going to get theirs. They're some of the best players in the world. Right. And Embiid having an MVP caliber season, I just would have loved to see Rob will go up against him and kind of see how we match up against the 76ers because come playoff time, Rob will's going to be on someone like a Joel Embiid every night. And I, I just want to see if he can do enough to still lead us to a dub. Like, I, I don't, I don't know mm -hmm. if he can, but it's kind of in my head. I'm hoping he can, because the way that he's been rebounding the ball, the way that he's been getting those lobs and he gets a lot of steals too, causes just a lot of turnovers in general. I, I would just want to see him go up against one of those like top five centers in the league and, and really just see kind of prove to me that he can actually do this and take us to the next step. Mm -hmm. 
And I think, I forget if someone mentioned this before. However, I do really want to give credit to Ime Udoka, who was really on the hot seat in the first half of the year, in my opinion. Like, yes, I Celtic, agree. As Boston fans in general, our expectations are always up here for our teams. And the Celtics were not playing up to par. They were playing iso ball. The defense was all out of sorts. They were turning the ball, everything. He, I don't know what, no one will know what happened in the locker room change um, other than the guys who are in it. But you have to believe Ime Udoka had something to do with it. Like, probably pulling the guys together and being like, listen, I let you guys do what you want in the first half of the year. Now we do it my way and we're going to win. And then the, they start to win and everyone buys into the program. So I, if he, I, I just think he deserves a lot of credit because he did get a lot of crap for how they played in the first half of the year. I have a prediction on exactly what went down in this situation. So ready? L- listen to this. This is what happened. No, no doubt in my mind. Nobody told me anything, but this is, I, I just know. Ime walked into the building one day and he was like, Tatum, you're a top five player in the world, but you stink. Like you are awful. Like, I think he just went out there and he just like cussed out everybody. And he was like, you guys don't understand like how good you are. If you just buy into each other, not even me, like not even the coach. If you buy into each other, we pass the ball. Everybody can get buckets. Like this team has so many points from each player. Like in every night we're relying on one player. We're relying on either Jason Tatum or we're relying on Jalen Brown. And I said this to Will like a couple months ago, like the nights where um, JT and JB are, are one and two, in my opinion, are the best nights because those two will still go out there and they'll get their own, but it's about what the players around them are going to provide. And I feel like we haven't even given them an opportunity to, to really showcase that, but the ball movement in the last few games has been insane. And Ime coming from a Spurs organization who prides themselves on that. If we can play like that and just move the ball and we play hard defense, it doesn't matter who scores. I think like everybody just needed to get that wrapped around their head because everybody loves to score. But Jason Tatum needed um, to understand that he he's going to go out there and he's going to get his points when he needs to, but he doesn't have to force anything because he has a whole team around him. I feel like the chemistry in there just wasn't as good to start the season. And that that's what um, that's what that caused because Jason Tatum was still averaging like 30 a game and JB was getting like 25 earlier in the season, but everybody else at one point, I remember Marcus Smart was our third leading scorer. He had like 11 points a game. So it's just about getting everybody involved and everybody can get buckets. It's just about drawing up the right plays. I feel like we've changed a lot since then. I, I, I agree with you on that one, but I also like want to come from the standpoint where I think that we all slept on a transition period. Like the time that like when Ime became the coach, I feel like we were still playing Brad basketball and not Ime basketball, if that makes sense. Like, yeah, that, yeah. No, I, I, like I the way we, like statement. the way we, like the way we played, like the first half of the season, pretty much was how we played the last like three seasons under Brad. Iso ball, our star players control the pace of the game, and we want them to set the tone. And then if another team just kind of reacts, that we're kind of digging ourselves a hole. And that's why we've always been like stuck coming back in the fourth quarter, and like we've been labeled like late game team. And like that's not a good thing. Like being labeled as a late game team is not normally a good thing. You never Means really you can't like, done in the first three quarters. Exactly. You never want to be in that situation. I mean, yes, it's nice when you're a fun young team and you're doing that and like it's cool because you're winning games. But then as soon as you get to the playoffs, we see why we have 
lacked been in an NBA championship at all, like since the last one with star players, is that the same reason? I think the transition period definitely like for Boston fans, I feel like as a fan base transition is like such a hard grasp because we're just so used to like being great. We're like, we have like such a set timeline on transition. Like I feel like once we have a new coach, we're like, all right, I expect like the first like Like, 15 games to be like the roughest thing I watch. And then after that, I expect to be Well, because that's how the Red Sox do it. No, yes, exactly. exactly. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, exactly. Like the Sox, it's like, let's go get a new manager so we can win a ship. Like, why can't we do that with yeah. the Celtics? We just keep rotating. Yeah, and then we just play the same brand of basketball for, like, the first half of the season. They're like, all right, guys, this is not working. I'm like, it has been working for, like, right. four years. But, like, yeah, no, it never worked <laughs> and the first. The kind of honing back in on, you know, Udoka and that transition period, I was just thinking, like, last night, I know it was kind of like the bench players were in for the 76ers. But my mindset right now with how the Celtics are playing basketball and how they're moving the ball is – you can put any player on this roster on the floor right now, and I would be okay with it. Like, you got a yeah. guy like Aaron Neesmith last night. He had 18 points, and they were just hitting shots. Like, awesome. if guys are hitting their shots, it doesn't matter who's on the floor. Like, Peyton Pritchard pulling up from deep, I'm confident in him taking those shots. Sam Hauser is, like, a perfect like <laughs> perfect shooting form. I think every single one of his shots is going to go in just because of how good his form is. Like, I trust some of these guys to be playing in the first line. Like, you got Peyton Pritchard, who obviously scrappy guy, hits his shots, aggressive. Aaron Neesmith is kind of coming into his own. We, I don't want to say that some people have wrote him off, but yeah. he's a first-round pick for a reason. This guy, Sam Hauser, kind of coming out, out of the G League, uh, the main Red Claws or whatever, him coming up, him hitting shots in kind of consecutive games. Like I'm interested to see him if he gets more playing time down the stretch. He's such a good shooter. He's I think he's just as good or maybe even like to the same level as Duncan Robinson, you know? Right. So, so Ime likes to run an eight man rotation and we've seen that throughout this run. Obviously everybody that was active last night played because of um, how bad it was in going into the fourth quarter. So everybody got a good amount of minutes, which um, is awesome. I love blowouts for two reasons. First off, it's an automatic dub. Like for fourth quarter, we're going into it. It's like, nice. We won the game. But, um, like, in the fourth quarter, we're seeing so many different players get minutes that usually wouldn't get minutes at all in a game. So those games are awesome to show off our bench and see, like, what different bench players could be crucial going into different games where we might actually need them. Getting them those minutes, like getting Pritchard, Pritchard big minutes. And he played against the Hawks, who, when we played the Hawks, we only brought out Grant Williams, Derek White, and Peyton Pritchard off the bench. But it kind of depends on the night. Like, Neesmith can get in some night. Hauser can get in on some nights where we need, um like, big threes from a from a tall, small forward. Same with Cornet. It just really depends on who we're playing. I like I like the substitutions of eBay. I feel like he's doing awesome on all, all areas, all aspects of the coaching of this team right now. I was going to say, like, mm-hmm. exactly what you said, but more of how, like, we're not being stingy with our players' minutes anymore. I felt yes. like over the past few years, whenever we, like, acquired anyone new or had any rookies that, like, had a good game, we play them for a little bit, and then, all right, back down to, like, little to no minutes a game. Like, I just never understood that whole, like, point, and then we just, like, force our starters and star players in, like, just, like, keep, like, basically just running them into the ground. 
the whole season and then expect that when we're going to go into the playoffs that they're just going to be magically right. back to where they were like halfway yeah. through the season. Like that's just exactly. not going to happen. That's exactly my point. Like, I feel like we're, we're playing the games where we know we should win the right way and the games that we know that we're going to have a tougher time the right way in terms of our rotation. And I like how the minutes yeah. are varying per team, which goes back to the game plan. I didn't like yeah, how before which is awesome. that like the games that we like, oh, yeah, like we can win this game. And then we would decide to just go right off and start playing people that shouldn't be playing like that many minutes to start the game. And we're just like, what are we doing? Like we're you're causing this problem by just like – like, the first half, you should have your same rotation in. Like, it shouldn't change, like, drastically based on who you play. I feel like the second half is where you can start to experiment against those games where you know you should. Yeah. Yeah, so, I that. mean, yeah, I mean, the Celtics have done a great job of kind of honing in on what kind of style of basketball they truly are going to be playing down the stretch. I feel like we've kind of locked in and we're ready to make a little second half run with the all-star break coming up though. I want to transition over to that. Um, we're going to go day by day. What's going to be happening in the all-star break. We're going to be making our predictions for pretty much everything going on this weekend, starting off on February the 18th at 7 PM. We have the all-star celebrity game. I'm a big all-star celebrity game fan, but I want to get us started off with this because I do not like the celebrity game this year. I don't like the people in it. I don't, I don't like how they're doing it. I just want to know why Anderson Verjao is in a celebrity game, but he literally played in the NBA. That makes no sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't I, understand I, that. Like, I think this morning was the first time that I actually saw the rosters for the celebrity games. Is it a celebrity game or is it just like C tier? Yeah, is it, like is it, yeah, I feel like it's, 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 in the past you used to have guys who who everyone knew like Kevin Hart. And, I mean, obviously certain guys are busy and like Miles yeah. Garrett's in this game and Miles Garrett's like a freak of nature. Like, why is he gonna get matching up have with like machine gun Kelly? Like, yeah, he's gonna get. Have you yeah, seen he's video? Totally nasty. He's a professional. Dude, he's gonna athlete. drop like fifty like, points. <laughs> Like, it's gonna be like, like no one against Miles Garrett. Like, that's gonna be the matchup. <laughs> Miles Garrett. Like, Miles gonna... Garrett might kill someone in this game by accident. Like, who's gonna guard? I feel him? like the celebrity game, like, the celebrity game is such a strange crossover this year. Yeah. It just doesn't work out. Why is there NBA players in it? Why is there different professional athletes? And then there's actually celebrities. Cause, like, we know that like, we're not like, expecting to trying to make it. Yeah, it's like we're trying. It's like they want us to like think that oh, guys, we're gonna get like a real basketball game here. Like, I'm not going into watching a celebrity game. Thing. I'm gonna watch like a like a nail biter. <laughs> like that means anything. Like, yeah, I just want to like, like I just want to casually see, like, watch. Like, I want to see like my favorite actors and rappers get buckets. Like, I'm not trying to yeah. see Miles yeah, Garrett like, uh, back like, people down yeah, in post. Like, something like something cool. Like, I'm not I, like like Miles Garrett could have run the floor the entire night and he's not gonna stop. And Quavo's just going to shoot mad threes, and then Jack Harlow's going to be a clown. I'm excited for Jack Harlow and Quavo in this game. I hope they guard each other. Well, I'm thinking they I will. Too. I'm thinking they will. Yeah. But, like, who, is, is Miles Garrett going to guard Anderson Verizal? Like, how, who's going to guard who in this game? Like, like how there's going to be so many like, Why is Machine Gun Kelly play? What does he have to do with basketball? I bet he's terrible at basketball. Why is he just at every All-Star event ever? 
Yeah, he was at the he was singing yeah. like the intermission show at the at the NHL All Star. Like nobody yeah, cares so about. Confused. And then he asked. Then he was like, "Yeah, like, get me on the ice." I'm like, "What?" Yeah, he was like, "Yeah, he wanted yeah. to like play." Like what? And, yeah, and now like, he's playing. I wonder if he's a hooper. Like I'm, I'm doubting him so heavily right tall. now. I bet he is not a hooper. I'm gonna put. Well, I don't think he'll have five points. Isn't Dude, he mad tall? Like I think he is tall, but honestly, I like doesn't. I don't think it actually matters anyone else that's in this game besides Miles Garrett. Like if they don't like NBA it, player in it. He's six four, Machine Gun Kelly. He's tall, but like, like, has he been getting buckets? Like, I've never seen him play basketball. I hope. I hope they. I hope he proves me Rotation. If they have to play a rotation and like Miles Garrett, let's say, just never steps off the floor, like there's no reason why they lose the game. Like he's gonna drop like a hundred points. Like I swear. And it's like I didn't mind the WNBA players in it because it was like cool. They're, they're like good. Like we'll watch them. Like they usually matched up against each other. But now they just threw like a bunch of different people in it, and there's obvious. It's like obvious who is about to go off. Like, it's not like – I feel like in past years it was just like, okay, we're just going to see Kevin Hart, like, play against a bunch of people that, like, are at his skill level and then a couple WNBA players who pretty much just play against each other. Now we're just like – I'm so confused on how this game is going to work. Like, I think that Dominique Wilkins, well, who's the coach of the team that has Miles Garrett on it, I think Dominique's team is literally going to kill Bill Walton's team. Yeah, no, it, I, like, I, there's no chance. There's no chance. There's zero chance. There's there's literally no chance. Like, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say my prediction. My final prediction. Like Bill should just I, get ready for Saturday when he has to go announce a couple games. At this point, <laughs> I'm I'm <laughs> gonna say my final prediction for this game, and I think you guys will probably agree with me. Team Dominique wins the game. Yep. And Miles Garrett wins um All Star Game MVP, Celebrity Game All Star MVP. Also, Miles Garrett right. isn't a celebrity. He's a football player. Like he's a celebrity, he's, but like, is he not, he's not even like on like media like, or stuff like that. Like he just that's plays like football. Not fair. Yeah, they like watched his mixtape. They're like, oh, right. crap. Like this guy might like dunk on everyone. All right. So this is my prediction. Just because of how stupid the NBA voting process is, Jack Harlow is going to win this MVP. <laughs> just because. It's probably going to be fan voted. If Jack Harlow has one clip, everyone will vote for him. Yes. Like Miles Garrick have like mad dunks and stuff like that, but no one will vote for him just because Jack Harlow's in the game. You think Jack? Harlow, I, yeah. I think Quavo might win it too. If if Bill yeah, Wall, like if Quavo does anything cool, yeah, because Quavo gets buckets. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When it comes to service, Rush Truck Centers is committed to making you their top priority. Whether you're looking for same-day preventive maintenance, assistance from their dedicated service concierge team, or 24-7 access to your truck repair status, 
Rush Truck Centers offer customizable maintenance plans that fit your needs. What are you and your truck waiting for? Schedule an appointment with Rush Truck Center Service Department or ask them to dispatch a mobile service unit when and where you need it. Visit RushTruckCenters.com to find your nearest location. You can expect more from Rush Truck Centers. He yeah, no, he, he's good. He's going to go off. It's just I don't think the rest of the team's that good. Well, like, what what if he just starts going I'm off and Miles Garrett starts guarding him? <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah, we're done with this. And like, what is he going to do? Well, like, what if they just stick Anderson Vergeau and Miles Garrett? Like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like, like that's just so stupid because like, like, Vergeau's like Miles Garrett's a freak old. nature. Like, yeah, it's just, past like honestly, why like, is he on bad, the team? Bad take. But, like, if that happens, I actually think Miles Garrett wins that matchup. Like, there's no doubt. I, for some reason, I do, too. Like, he's 6'5", I think. He's 6'5", right? And, um, like, he's, he's a big he's, human being, though. Like, not prime 6'5". Of his life. <laughs> yeah, like, like, he's the one yeah. of the best edge rushers in the NFL, which is, like, one of the most athletic positions. Yeah, I don't understand. It, like, the, I feel like, honestly, this is, like... My prediction, Dominique's team's going to win. But literally, my game prediction, it's literally going to be, like, both teams, one side of the floor. They're all going to be standing in random locations on the floor. Whoever has the ball is going to huck up a horrible shot or drive it, and it's just going to keep going back and forth. Like, there's only going to be, like, four people that touch the ball the entire game. Yeah, yeah. They're all just going to be standing there confused. (laughs) All right. So, So, I got you. What's the so for I'm kind of like moving on to the next yeah, yeah, yeah. For the rising stars, is it going to be a two on two tournament or how is that going to work? Okay, I I have the details here. So, um, team Isaiah will be playing team, um, James Worthy and then team Barry will be playing team Peyton. Okay, Okay. so, so the winners don't face each other. The winners of that game will be facing each other in the final. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. That's so, like, awesome. We're gonna ha- we're gonna have different names. Like I guess we'll go team by team. We'll go Team Barry has Cade Cunningham. They have Alperin Sangoon, Jay Sean Tate, Franz Wagner, Evan Mobley, Isaac Okoro. First off, that is a nasty team. And then they have a player from the G League Ignite, Dyson Daniels. I love how they did that this year, by the way. Um, including a G League Ignite player. I think on every team has one. Like, we're going to see different names yeah. who, I mean, we would be seeing in college, um, but we're going to see them at a large stage. Like, we're going to see Scoot Henderson, who's honestly a great player and was awesome in high school. Same with Jaden Hardy. And um, I don't know who Marjan Bochamp is, but, like, he's got to be a bucket if he's playing in this game. Like, I haven't heard of him. But I like how they're showing, like, four of, like, the best players. He, best he's from the G League. Yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm saying, like, I've never seen him from, like, high school. I know he went to the G League. Oh, yeah, now. yeah, yeah. But I was just saying that I like how they did that. They included these players on a bigger scale to see, like, kind of what they're actually about and let other people see them because, alternatively, like, you could be playing college ball and you have a bunch of fans watching you, whereas the G League, nobody really watches it, but it's still a good way of getting into the league. I mean, it's a great way of getting into the league, because once you're there, you're in the league. You're going to be a top pick. But, like, going through college and having all those fans is, is a completely, like, opposite route. So I think it's cool that yeah. they're giving them a chance to get some shine while they're still in the, in the G League. But, like, yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I, I love all these rosters, too. 
Like, I yeah, feel like, like a lot of these players play perfectly with each other, just like based off of play styles. However, if kind of an early prediction, Gary Payton seems just going to win just because he will not accept any loss. Like, <laughs> with, you got guys like Lamelo, Scotty Barnes, like, yeah, Davian Mitchell's nasty. Like, this is a really good defensive. And they would just so like who's awesome at yeah, yeah. has been doing. Gary Payton's team is actually nasty. Yeah, Gary Payton's team, like McDaniel's, Davion Mitchell's locked down from Baylor. But like, yeah. even like team worthy, like Cole Anthony, Josh Giddy, Jalen Green, Herb Jones, Tyrese Maxey, and Suggs. Like, those are some hoopers. There's a lot of great players in this game. I'm I'm really excited mm-hmm. for this. This is at 9 p.m. on February 18th. Um, who's everybody's prediction? You said um, you said Team Payton, right? Yeah, that's mine. Yeah, I'm well, gonna go who are you going to? I think I'm gonna go I'm, Payton. I'm gonna switch it up. I'm gonna go with Team Isaiah. Actually, no, Team Barry. Team Barry. I'm gonna go with Team Barry. I was debating between the two. But I like the way that like Team Barry's um um roster is gonna stretch out. I feel like every player is gonna uh, play good off of each other. You have a big with Mobley, Akora can play the wing, Wagner can play the four, Tate can play the two, and Cade at the one. And then you have Sangoon, who's a straight shooter off off the bench, and Dyson Daniels. Like I feel like that team is awesome. They don't have the star power yeah. like Ello. And uh, Scotty Barnes, who's been awesome, but I feel like they're gonna like play well off of each other. I like the way that that team is is linked up. So, um, you said that Peyton is facing Worthy, and then Tom Isaiah Thomas is facing uh Rick Barry, right? In that first set of games. No, Isaiah Thomas's team plays Worthy. Team Barry plays Peyton. Okay. You, my predict. All right, so obviously I think Peyton's gonna be Barry, and I think Team Worthy is really underrated in my opinion. I think they have the most experience, so yes. I think Worthy's gonna be Isaiah's team, just yeah. because like Tyrese Maxey is a starter, Josh Giddy is a starter, Jalen Green's a starter, Cole Anthony's a starter. Yeah, like Jalen Suggs plays a lot, although they're in different situations, but still, I, I think that team is gonna Team Peyton and Team Worthy in the finals is gonna be sick. Yeah, I've, I think either way, either way, like this, this is actually, I don't think it's going to miss. Like, I don't think that this Rising yeah. Star Challenge will miss. I'm very excited for this. And I if it does miss, it with this this year. I will be so mad. Because there's be not so much, mad. like, they can, there's not much they can do yeah. after this for this, like, game. Because, like, before, like, it was cool, but, like, I didn't like the whole, like, like, after, it was, like, basically, like, another all. It's not really, like, that interesting. Like, there was no, like, competition it was just like the people who were nasty did crazy things and it was mainly like the sophomores mm-hmm. yeah yeah fact it, and it was just like the the um one team against the other team and it was kind of like an all-star style format but this kind of adds a little bit more pressure to like you have to win a game to get to the next game so it makes it like a little bit more um more of a game feeling and i'm hoping it's kind of like how the nhl all-star game looked because like the the tournament yeah. based style which I'm I'm excited for. I'm excited for it because it's it's like one of those games that we watch to see the young players, but like they're kind of just having fun with it too. But I want to see them like really get into it and play, and and I think that's what's gonna happen. Yeah. All right. Moving on to the next day, at 2 p.m. on February 19th, we have the NBA HBCU Classic: the Morgan State Bears against the Howard Bison. I just wanted to go out and say this right away. If you pick Morgan State, you're an idiot. 
Howard is different. Howard is yeah. so good. Howard is good at basketball. Morgan State just straight up isn't. Like the Morgan State leading per- score average is just under eleven points per game. Yeah. But I, I like I, what I'm they're doing with this. Um, I, I like what they're doing with the HBCU Classic. It gives them a larger scale to be represented because this is very good Division One basketball, in my opinion. I love watching these games. I watch a lot of Howard basketball. I bet on Howard basketball a lot as well. That's why I'm picking them. Yep. So um, I just – I don't know. I, lo- I love how they did this, including something that's going to um, allow a whole population of viewers to see the skill level of this basketball and – like this will allow different people like on a random night, like when nothing's on, there's a there's a Howard game or a Morgan State game or a different HBCU that doesn't get a lot of love. And they'll be like, I've seen like games from from an HBCU school before. Like the, these guys like have skill and like are good at basketball. And, and I'm glad it's being showcased because they really do. Mm-hmm. They're very good basketball players. And I I like how. I like anything that involves younger guys, like getting a chance to shine. I think it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. You I think it's a good idea. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. And do you have Morgan State, Will? Uh, no, Howard. Yeah, so Will has Morgan State. Me and Stav have oh, Howard. God. Will put 100 on it. Um, he owes every person that listens to this podcast $100 um, if Howard wins. Deal? Uh, nah. All right. Deal. No, that's what he, that's right. what he said Deal. before no, the show. He said, he already no, well, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Right, moving on, on moving on, all of that. <laughs> moving on, it's over. It's already done with. Um, we got the Rising Stars Challenge, right? or no, I'm sorry, the skill. We just the skills the challenge. challenge. The skills challenge, which I feel like this is such an I don't want to say it's an L of a challenge right now, but like I do. I don't like this I do too. setup. Like, I, I don't like the format. What is, it doesn't who, make sense. The last setup yeah, was awesome. Who I like the last. Yeah, time. the bigs versus the that was perfect tournament style, and you have more games, you have more time to watch it. I feel like this the All Star Saturday night's gonna go by in like ten minutes. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. There's no I, tournament. I, it's literally like the Cavs, which is so random. Like Jared Allen, I've never seen hit a three, <laughs> which what is the onto the combos, yeah. which literally two bench warmers and Giannis. Not even of Scotty Barnes, Kate Cunningham, and Josh Giddy. Like, they're obviously, I feel like that's, they can all shoot, they can all pass, and they can all I think dribble. the Rooks win. Like, I think the yes, Rooks are going to win. Like, like, Giannis is going to carry his brother, and then the Cavs are just going to be the Cavs. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. So, so. It's like, that's it, like, a, like, that's not exciting. It's going, it's going by round. There's going to be four rounds. Um, rounds one through three all three teams are going to be participating in. So the first round is team shooting. So every every player from every team has 30 seconds to shoot from five different spots on the court from either 10 feet to 30 feet. So this will be kind of interesting. Um, I mean, it's based off a point uh, – based off of, of – wow, that was in English. Based off of points. So one, two, three, four, or five based off of how far they're shooting it. The team with the highest score will win round one and will earn 100 challenge points. And they do that for three different ones. The next one is team passing and then team relay, which is like kind of what we've seen from the skills challenges, the team relay. And so you get challenge points based off of every one. Round, three, round two, you also get 100 challenge points for winning. 
Round three, you get 200 challenge points for winning. The last two teams with the highest scores then participate in a half-court shootout, which is stupid. Like, ending something on a half-court shootout is stupid. Why don't you end it on a team relay? You know yeah, what? That, this doesn't make any me sense. Of like an NFL thing. This is like a this is like a Pro Bowl event. This is yeah. They they made it worse. This is this this is a Pro Bowl event. Like this this is literally like like the like this this has like I don't know. I feel like it lost its significance because I feel like in the past few years, out of all of the challenges, I feel like this is the one that's been the most interesting. The dunk contest yeah. everyone looks forward to, but it's been disappointing because everyone's seen all like every dunk before like it's hard to like do something that we haven't seen but like it's also still cool and then the three-point contest it usually gets ran by by steph every year so like it's not like any surprises are here but steph's not like, in it's it just, this year steph's not in it this year so like that's gonna be an interesting one but like this just seems like i don't know the whole format seems interesting it just yeah. also like i feel like i'm gonna sit down on the couch and be confused the whole night watching this I just think that there were different areas of All-Star Weekend that they could have improved um, or could have made changes to to improve it other than what they were doing with the Skills Challenge. I feel like the Skills Challenge, it was good the way that they were going. Everybody actually watched it, I feel like, for the last couple of years since they did the bigs versus the smalls or the guards. Um, I just – I don't know why they changed this instead of changing – other um, challenges or games. And I like that they changed, obviously, the Rising Stars game. But, like, if you're going to change something, why not try to change up, like, the dunk contest? Because the dunk contest, in my opinion, has gotten a lot more boring. And I guess we can get into that right now unless you guys have anything else to say about um, about the um, skills challenge. But the dunk contest no, no. has been, I would say, bad the last couple of years. And I'm predicting yeah. another bad dunk contest. We have Cole Anthony. Who I didn't, honestly, I'm a UNC fan. I watched his whole freshman campaign until he got hurt at UNC, and I know Will did too. Um, mm -hmm. We have him. I've never seen him dunk. I've seen him dunk like I, once yeah. or twice. I saw the highlights yeah. on, on the IG yeah. post when he got announced. And then we have Juan Toscano Anderson, who catches bodies, but like he's not cool. Nobody cares about him. We have Jalen Green, who's a rookie, so like fun, kind of, right? And then Obi Toppin, who just lives off his hype at date. Like we have four bozos. In the dunk contest, we yeah. have four losers in the dunk contest. Like we need like all star. We need Zach Levine in the dunk contest. We need like people that people actually care about. No offense to the, these guys, but the, like stars. I want to see stars. I want to see John. The, 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 see, the problem is, is because of the trend that the dunk contest has. I feel like ever since like Aaron Gordon got hurt and then chose not to do it and then ended like that whole sequence of like it being like pretty good. I feel like the the want to do it as a star just completely declined. Like I feel like it just yeah. lost its value for the people who are like really good at their craft of dunking. And now it's kind of just like a rookie showcase that can like dunk. young people. Yeah. If you can jump, you're in. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, like that's like, like remember like last like whatever the last one 
like I think it was last year's one. I feel like I just watched people who knew how to jump really high try to do like ridiculous things and failed. And failed. Yeah. Like don't I remember it was a few years ago when it was like Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, like guys like John Walt, like guys who could yeah. fly insane dunk. Like that was a, what was that? Was twenty sixteen when Aaron Gordon should have won, but Zach Levine seventeen won, but, in Toronto. Yeah, Toronto. Was, yeah, that was unbelievable. That was one of the best dunk contests we've ever seen. Yeah. And ever yeah. since then, it's just been terrible. And I'm not trying to compare the old dunk contest to now because th- that one's probably one of the best of all time. But there's nothing even been close, which sucks because that's like the main event of All-Star Saturday night. And if yeah. it's like lackluster talent and lackluster performance, the whole night as a – or like the whole All-Star Saturday night is just going to be perceived as bad. Right, and the fact that they it, changed it, up the skills competition makes it even worse because those happen back to back. So it's like we really have nothing to look forward to. In, in my opinion, I think there needs to be a dunk format change. I hate the whole four person now. Like ever since like the last good one, like I, it just doesn't make sense. Like the dunk contest lasts like ten minutes. Yes, it I like think that there's needs like three to be rounds. Like a, that needs to be like a thirty minute event. Like the reason why minimum. the one in Toronto was so good was because Zach Levine and Aaron Gordon went at it and they went into like quintuple overtime. Like we had a the, lot of dunks. We had a lot they of need to change dunks. the point system. They, they barely can't, like, any I, dunks. I think it needs to be like a like obviously like yes, it's fun having like celebrities and people like hold up their number what they think they should grade the dunk. I think like what move should determine points and that's how it like Right. Like there needs to be a different grading scale because it literally like they, they play favorites, which obviously like everyone does. Like it's not like yeah. they're not going to, but like, I don't know. I feel like it just completely like, I feel like they're more excited about the drama of who should win than the actual event. Yeah. That's facts. But like no one cares who wins. They just want to see good dunks and people grade them fairly. It, no one cares like about the drama, like, like any of the last few that like, Oh, like, D Wade screwed up. Like no one actually cares about that. And they just like it, that's the only thing that happened. Like more right. people talk about D Wade like downplaying a good dunk than the actual dunk than contest. The actual, yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't remember a single dunk from that dunk contest. All I remember is D Wade giving someone a, like an eight instead of a nine because a heat player um was who they were going up against. Like that's yeah, like that's if that's dumb. what the dunk contest is remembered for, then they're doing it for the wrong reason like it because it's yeah. supposed to just be whoever had the best dunk got the highest score and we we've seen a lot of perfect scores where there shouldn't be a perfect score i feel like they're a little bit too lenient on that it's just based off of who the judges like as a person at this point yeah like i don't like also like it would be not, like you can't not have it but i feel like having a break from it would also be nice but yeah. um, there should definitely be more than four people in the dunk contest. Yeah. Like, they struggle to find four people. I was going to bring people. that up. Like, that's the worst part. They struggle mm-hmm. to find four people, and this is the four that they pick. Like, I don't have a problem because, like, it honestly, like, I don't think it's going to be great, but I think it'll be decent. I think it'll be better than the last couple We'll of see dunks. We'll see dunks. Yeah. Be, like, uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. I just... It just doesn't make sense. Like, none of it really does. Yeah. All right. So, moving on, we've got to wrap up Saturday night. 
in All-Star Weekend. We have the three-point contest, eight players. We have Desmond Bain, Luke Kennard, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, Patty Mills, Cat, Fred Van Vliet, and Trey Young. <laughs> Cat's in it. Like, the, the T-Wolves are not playing that bad this year. But why is Cat in it against Trey Young, Patty Mills, and all these guys? Like, he's not that good at shooting threes. Uh, I have no idea. Like, he's I okay. Was, like, I honestly thought I was – yeah, it's not like he can't shoot him. Like, that's not the problem. It's just, like, he doesn't, like – like, if he goes up against, like, Fred Van Fleet, like, who do you think is really going to win that? Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, there's yeah. like his release just isn't fast enough to – Yeah. Who knows, maybe even get around the map, in my opinion. Like oh wait I totally I forgot. Like, we never know I totally forgot um yeah. dunk contest predictions who's winning oh <laughs> great uh. question I, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. say like Jalen Green I guess but, I don't like, know like a coin that have that had better odds than me probably picking <laughs> I don't know, I'll go Obi Toppin okay I'm gonna go Juan Toscano Anderson shock the world. <laughs> yeah, like if I didn't pick Obi, it was gonna pick him. There's no. I'm just, I'm just Cole. such a like, big Juan like Toscano no Anderson to fan. Cole. No offense to Cole. Like six foot flat. Love the guy. Went to UNC, but like, like, I'm not like Jalen Green and Obi Toppin can literally fly. Yeah. All right. Getting yeah. back, I just, I totally forgot about that. That's my fault. Going back to the three point contest, I named out the eight names. There's some shooters in this, and there's a couple of all-star caliber players in this, which there is every year because all you have to do is get up and shoot threes. But we're missing a lot of names on this list as well. I feel like it's just a lack of people wanting to actually participate, um, which has made all of these different challenges struggle. Um, straight, off, straight up off the rip, I'm going to say Zach Levine is going to win the three-point contest. He's my pick. All right. Well, what do you think? I like Fred Van Fleet. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go off a limb. Yeah, give me Patty Mills. Patty Mills, the vet. Okay. Yeah, the vet. I, think right. I feel like there's not much overdue. to talk about in these because it's just like you're yeah. shooting threes. Like I, so well, I, I mean, like the last I time think we can all like CJ that did it. Pat he was not that good. Yeah, CJ was terrible. <laughs> CJ was Pat terrible. Win his release I mean, like Trey. Trey Young might be too close Trey, to the three point line to win. I feel like Trey Young's like too yeah. obvious. I feel like I'm yeah, like if he's not. I feel like you never see Trey Young hit a standstill three. So I feel like yeah, this is kind <laughs> from of right behind like, the line, he's not fading away. He's not like off the dribble really. Like he's not he's really, not like three like feet behind the spot line. Up shooter. <laughs> yeah. So. I mean, who yeah. knows? Desmond Bain's also nasty at shooting. Obviously, like, all of these guys are nasty. No, all, yeah. Like. I yeah. just feel like it's Literally just for, like, like, I, like Luke. You, th- you think Luke Kennard couldn't win it? I was going to say, I think he could. I don't think he could I, win No, it. I'm just saying, I don't know. I've never, I can't remember the last time a lefty has won this competition just because they have to run further. That is true. They do have to go around. It's so rant, like, <laughs> just like a stupid thing. Like, I don't know how they I could feel like just they like the opposite for him so it could like equal out. Like he actually has to do so much more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so like these, but all right. the only reason why I didn't pick like because he's to run probably like another like ten feet than everyone else. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right, moving on. We have Sunday night, the All Star game, 
Team LeBron, Team KD. KD is not playing. I guess we'll go over the starters to begin. Um, starting off with Team LeBron, we have obviously LeBron himself, Giannis, Curry and DeMar DeRozan as the guards, and then Jokic at center. That team is nasty. Yeah. Yeah. We have Cur- All right. Mm. Wait, I should have ran it from one to five. So Curry at the one, DeMar DeRozan at the two, LeBron at the three, I'd say, and then Giannis at the four yeah. and Jokic at the five. That is insane. That team is nuts. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, they're way much better than the other team. And a big reason oh, it totally is because Andrew Wiggins is a starter for the other team. Um, but John Trey Young in the backcourt, and then Jason Tatum, Andrew Wiggins um, on the wing with Joel Embiid at the five. Like Embiid's good, but like the starters on that on Team LeBron are just insane. And like this is going to be a dude, even, having such a great game or such a great season. Even the reserves. The reserves on Team LeBron, I just, just from, like, from the first eye test, like, yes, Luca, Luca Doncic, Chris <laughs> Paul, Jimmy Butler, Donovan Mitchell against, like, I mean, Devin Booker, Cat, Levine, but then you got guys like who aren't really like, like all star game material, like Rudy Gobert and like DeJounte Murray isn't really like an all star type. Lamelo might bug out. I feel like Lamelo is going to take it 150%. Like, like, yeah, it's just like the can. flashy players thrive in the all star game, and there's less flashy players on Team Katie. Agreed. Like, like, no offense to Andrew Wiggins, but he stinks. He's not an all-star caliber. Yeah. I don't even think he should be in the all-star game. He's having a great season. The Warriors are having a great season. But it's just like the people around him are making him so much better. And he only got in because a K-pop star told all of his fans to vote for Andrew Wiggins. But, like, I would totally do the same thing if I were in his shoes. So, <laughs> I think Team KD, especially not having KD... Which is crazy that Jason Tatum wasn't an all-star starter. I wanted to bring that up as well. But because the only reason he is is because KD isn't playing. Um, But, like, this team just isn't better than Team LeBron at all. Like, Team LeBron should win this game. I think it'll still be a good one, but I think Team LeBron will will win it. Um, JB snubbed. Kind of wanted to add that in there. Yes, 100%. I think, like, Jared Allen's having a great season. Um, So is DeJounte Murray, but, like, the way that JB is doing it and especially turning around, like Jared Allen, who just got in a few days ago during the streak, like Jalen Brown has proved so much to so many people. And I think he should have got in, especially like after all the people that opted out, like how did he not find a way in after, I think it was three extra people got added. Yeah. All right. That's and not, the, uh, does that make sense? Jalen Brown to like Chris Milton, Jalen Brown's averaging way he has a lot better stats than Chris Milton. Yes, I don't really know yes. what went into that decision. Like, Chris, obviously, I don't want to sh- sit here and say Chris Milton doesn't deserve it because I think he's one of the more deserving guys on the list. But that just proves why Jalen Brown should be in it even more, considering he has better stats than most of the guys on this list. Right, right. It, like, like, it's just yeah. like, I don't get what, what came down to the final decision that was like, okay, Jared Allen is in. Is it just because he's in Cleveland? Like, and it was such short notice. Because, like, he was, like, up there. But I don't think he was the best option for that last pick. And, and along with um DeJounte Murray, who I think got in last week, was it? Or a week and a half ago. But, like, going back to the original, original all-star teams, or the all-star rosters before everybody opted out or um, had injuries and, and things of that nature, um, how did JB not get in in the first place? 
That makes no sense. No idea. He's having a great season. He's having an all-star caliber season. And um, he made it, what, was it last year? Or was it the year before that he made it? Because he's a one-time all-star. Um, it was in Indiana, but Dan I don't Brown remember made it last what year, year that right? was. Was it last that year was it was in Indiana? It must have been, because I, yeah, because, yes, yes, it was last okay. year. So he made it last year. I think he's having a better season this year. He is. It's like statistically he's having a better year. Yeah, so it just really doesn't make sense to me. Final prediction. I'll get us started. Team LeBron wins. All-star MVP will be, I'm going to go with, oh, there's so many options. I'm going to go Luca off the bench, MVP. I feel like starters never win it. Yeah. Um, will you go? Um, I'm also going to go Team LeBron MVP. Um, let's go DeMar. DeMar DeRosa. I like that pick, too. Okay. Stop. I'm just going to go off, off a limb here. Although I sat here and said that Team LeBron is way better, I think yep. that Team KD is going to win just because no one expects them to win. And, like, fair. They have the flashier guys, and I want. I think uh, Ja is gonna win MVP just because ja, that guy he's gonna put on. Well, wow, he, it just sounds prediction. normal to say that, like Ja like winning All Star MVP. I like that, and I'm glad you switched it up. So not all three of us are saying the same team for this. So thank you for that stuff. But um, I think that's gonna wrap up our All Star Weekend preview. It, unless you guys have anything else to say. No, that's all. I We're got. good. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed. Enjoy All-Star Weekend, college ball. Great slate this weekend as well. We're going to start talking college ball hopefully next week. That's at least my plan. So get excited for that. Enjoy your weekend. We will see you guys on Wednesday. And peace. Peace. Bye. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Start a journey, not a fad. Kick off your fitness journey with up to $500 off Peloton Bike, Bike Plus, or Tread packages. Choose the package that will take your training to the next level with accessories like our cycling shoes, heart rate band, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. Join now and you'll see why 92% of households that start the year with Peloton are still active a year later. All access membership separate. Offer ends January 8th, 2023. Excludes Bike, Bike Plus, and Tread Basics. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.